Welcome to the Geek Offensive. Uh, today, we were supposed to talk about just Voltron, but it went uh, a lot of other ways first. Yeah, we, we went off the rails, but that's what do you expect. We're the Geek Offensive. We're going to do what we want, okay? Pretty much. That's how I felt. Like, I was just like, th- to be honest, I hadn't seen you in a while, Ken, so I just wanted to catch up with you first. Yeah. And this actually ended up being, like, this is my favorite show to date, to be honest. Okay, no yeah. offense to the other guests, but <laughs> it's good to know get to know my uh, my co-host here, finally, and we get to just freaking, we just shoot the shit for an hour. Yeah, we just un- unpack a lot of different ideas and discuss, you know, get to the heart of things. Got deep. I surprisingly, surprisingly didn't get that filthy on this episode, which is... Again, going to be a huge shock to JPG. It's it's the lack of booze. Normally, you've got you know <laughs> just Jameson lined up, and now you're like, no, no, I've got you know I've got work tomorrow morning. Yeah, you also can't break the fuck meter. Like just yeah. because I do swear doesn't mean I I use it like a crutch. I can't. Yeah. I I don't lean on it. I don't rely on it. Um, but this was a fun one. Uh, first half is just you know you get to learn more about me and Ken, and we were pretty much learning about each other. Actually, I actually didn't know a few things about you. Yeah. And then we um unpack Voltron and why the fuck it's so great and uh, specifically <laughs> the the new show out on netflix voltron legendary, legendary defender. defender um but yeah this is a fun one folks and it's a, a nice change of pace from not just our show but from the geek scene network shows in general since it was just two of us and it was like a, like a an actual discussion yeah. and finding out that like oh ken and i are kind of not so opposite but like we have our differences but we come together like yeah. like i'm a the, leg yeah <laughs> Like a giant robot and fucking, like, bring this awesome show for you. So, um, Ken, where can they find you? They can find me at Ken Rolo. That's K-E-N-R-O-L-O-W on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And they can find my comic shop at Comics TNT on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari. On Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. I talk about the underscore at the end of the show, so I know. Uh, and then uh, you can also follow me on Facebook as well. And follow uh, Geek Say What's other podcast, Geek KO, our trivia podcast, and our uh, intro show, Ready, Set, Geek, uh, on our own separate feeds on iTunes. So rate, comment, subscribe. Shout out to Wayland Productions for letting us have our show here. And uh, again, find Geek Offensive on... Uh, actually, we have our own Instagram. You do. Um, we also, again, our own feed, so... Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. All right, let's get ready to join the offensive. Cue the music. seen you in like forever it's because of it's because of our weird scheduling we, we banked an episode and then we just kind of like okay we'll take care of that when it goes up and we we're fine with it and because normally our schedule is like boom 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 like we're set up yeah but that break in between just like okay we'll catch the next show it's like oh because we quarter early it went off 
we did record early. Yeah. Like, the, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Because I, I, I felt like I hadn't been in here in forever. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. It's because, and then when we dropped it at like a different time, then we, we, we moved that up. So we're like, okay, wait, we don't have to drop another one till then. Okay. All right. We're on board. Jeez, how long ago was that? I want to say the 16th. Shit, really? It's already March. Yeah. God damn. Okay. Yeah, we just banked it early. And then just like, boom, there it goes. <laughs> Well, how you been, man? <laughs> <laughs> good, man. Good. Been, Can't uh, say what crew's real tie is. You can see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't help that I'm like not necessarily like deep south of Orange County, but you know, South Orange County and Mission Viejo, and then you're over in Riverside and working by uh, Mortar. Yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, whenever I want to come see you, I've got you've got to you know walk through Nazgul's and stuff. It's just not helpful. Yeah, I gotta fucking fix that. I'm I'm still looking for a place. Um. I looked at a couple of places in Fullerton. Nothing like caught my eye. It's no, nothing said like move here. You know. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, eh, this place is okay. It's dude. It's ridiculous. Like living in Southern California is. We pay a high premium because we want to live here, but it's like it's so not substantial. Like stay at home as long as you can because the amount of money you save. Uh, Ebony and I did did the numbers for three months living in the apartment we're in now, because it's just rent. You just throw that money away. We essentially are throwing away sixty grand, just poof, shit, for three years. Like if we, you know, if you have capital and you're like, oh, I can put a down payment on a home. Like okay, there, you put that in and you just start banking all that. That just would go straight to your to your investment. Like you're just banking money that way. Whereas uh, like even if it's for a condo, whereas like with renting an apartment. Oh yeah, money's just gone. Just, I'm just, no, we, that we, was my entire life in San Francisco. Was it all of it? I was up there eleven years. Gone. Eleven years. Yeah. Oh man. I moved up there right out of high school. For school. For school though. Yeah. For school, okay. and then I just stayed up there until well two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? Well, actually, yeah. I haven't seen you in forever. What have you been up to? Two weeks is a long time. I've uh. Let's see. Nothing. How are you in the oh. misses? Well, practically misses. Yeah. Actually, um, the only kind of big thing that I mean, there's other stuff going on too, but the one thing is we did an escape room. Oh, how'd that go? We, it went not great. We went. To uh, <laughs> <laughs> We went to the uh, Zelda escape room, and it was okay. The problem was that it wasn't necessarily an escape room. Was it the water temple? Like I could see how that could not be fun. Well, no, you like there, there's. I mean, I I, I think it's like drowning. In I think we're not supposed to talk too much about it because they want people to keep like keep the secrets and whatnot. But we show up and it's in, in like an auditorium and like there's like eighteen tables, if not more than that, and there's and just jars to smash. And yeah, jars to smash. There is there like they represent that in the in the in the escape thing. Okay. But there's like each table has a, te- a teams four to six, and because you're in this auditorium, there's like th- other little spots that are kind of set up and they're, they're kind of cordoned off, almost like you would expect at a comic con where you have like a booth size like that big, where you'd go up and there you go into that little room and ex- do the experience or whatever it is, and then you. Go back to your de- table, solve some more stuff, go back to another booth, back and forth, water temple, you know, the Gerudo temple where, you know, where it's all, it's just, it's fun, but because it's not, like, you're not l- literally trapped in a room, it doesn't feel, I don't know, the, the you lose a little bit of the ambiance and you li- lose that So you want suspense. fucking danger. You want someone watching the door with a real padlock on the door. You want to be, like, actually trapped. That's what I've that's what I've heard about, <laughs> and I want that. I want that experience of being, being like, tr- like trapped. I want that. I want you to have to try and escape. And then, because it, it is, like, uh, I probably, I, I said 18, but it's probably up to, up to 20. 
20 teams of five. Like, sometimes you walk up to a booth, but there's already oh, people. Oh, 20 teams of five. Oh, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so, like, we walk up to a booth, but there's already a team inside, so we have to wait for them to finish so that we can co- so that they can clear out, and then we can go in, and then so on and so forth, back and forth. And we're, like, waiting for teams, and, yeah, you run out of time because you only have an hour, cause, which makes sense. Like, they have – but essentially, instead of doing a room where you pay, you know, X amount, uh, let's say 100 bucks to get in, and they just have, like, one group go through it at a time. This entire auditorium is full of people, and you're constantly rotating them all in. So in one hour, you get through 20 teams. And I'm like, they're raking in the cash, and you lose a lot of the audience because it's just oh, like... Oh, okay. See, I, I pictured, like, they locked you in a small room, and then you had no. to... No, it was... Okay. That's, that's kind of weird. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, at least if I had that kind of, like, just small room and you, you and your team, and that's all you know, and that's yeah. all you see... That's fine, but it's because it's just kind of like it's it's more of like a trivia thing, and I'm like, it wasn't even trivia because oh. there were puzzles that weren't direct. I mean, they were Zelda themed. It was like escape room light, basically. Yeah, it wasn't a real. Okay, yeah, exactly. I see what you mean. I actually just got this visual <laughs> of you um, carrying Ebony like um, Link was carrying. Um, oh, like in Force Wars, where, where yeah. you pick up some other pick up somebody, else. and they're like just sitting on your head. and they're just like <laughs> yeah. waving back and forth. <laughs> I, I was really hoping that's how it went down. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, so because we only, like, the, the tickets went on sale back in, like, last year. I can't remember what time. But they went on sale super quick. I bought a two for Ebony for her birthday. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this, this is going to be a birthday present. It'll, it lands in uh, February. Oh, it was her birthday? February 9th. 9th. Do we do anything for her birthday? We did not. Oh. Well, happy <laughs> birthday, Ebony. Yeah. Um... So we went, we went ahead and got these tickets, and then, but because we were the only ones, like, we asked around, like, hey, does anybody else want to do the Zelda Escape? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll think about it. But by the time they thought about it, tickets sold out. So the entire, just the two of us and, like, three other randos, which can be fine. <laughs> like, two of them are okay. One of them's a, like... Poe? Poe? Oh, from the <laughs> Ocarina of Time. Those ghosts. Oh, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but like just just like one of those uber geeks, like the ones you're like, dang it, you make us look bad, like that type of thing. And it's like, and <laughs> he was okay, but he one he didn't like contribute anything because he was too socially like locked in. Which I I mean, oh no, you feel bad for him, and you're like, okay, but you you got to be part of the team. I bet that's why he was there too. I yeah, and he, yeah. he said Aww. he had like friends who like uh, bailed out on him. I'm like, dude, that's like these tickets weren't certainly weren't inexpensive. So I'm like. You know, you you drop some cash. I'm like, you probably get a refund for that. And he's like, oh well. I'm like, and then I'm like, wait, did he actually buy tickets and have friends, or did he just say that? Now I'm making horrible judgment calls on his, you know, social life. But well, he he ain't gonna see this. Right. Yeah. But oh man, that, that kind of sucks for that guy. Yeah. And so in the <laughs> end, we didn't get it finished because of one, because I thought I I the way they presented a few things, like I went and asked questions. Like you're supposed to, but they're like. So is it just trivia, or is it like you're actually doing a task? Like no, you're doing tasks. So you open up the book, and it's like, um, I'm trying to think of the first thing. Because I'm sorry if you didn't have to leave Ebony on a switch while you ran in while the door was open. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you didn't get you didn't get to do that. Wouldn't that no? Wouldn't that be awesome? Is you move Aww. this giant statue over to a spot, exactly. and it opens up the door, so you <laughs> finally go advance to the next room of the dungeon. Yeah, and you just they give you some explosives, you blow up a crack in the wall. Yeah, yeah come on, exactly. man. <laughs> but like if if they like, so they didn't do that. Um, instead, like you open a book and you're like, it's like, oh, solve these puzzles. And one of them was like a connect the dots. And by the time you finish the connect the dots, it spells out a word, which is fairy. And then you put that in this in the, on the sheet. And then the next one is, you know, um, Triforce. And you do mm-hmm. all these things. And the, this spells out this. And it tells you, oh, you know, that gives you a hint to go to 
the water temple. And so you walk over the water temple, which like I said is like the size of a like a booth at Comic Con, like a small one. Oh. And like you walk inside and like like, oh, you know, you got to talk to this fish guy. And like, okay. And so you present your paper to him and they give you a chest. And it's like there are some cool elements to it, but the decoration's very low key because they have to it's not a permanent space. It's not like set up there for a month where they can add stuff to it. This is set up for the weekend in an auditorium. Oh, God. Okay, it's like makeshift. Oh, my, that kind of sucks. Yeah. I think they advertised it wrong, if anything. Like, they, they, they can't call it an escape room. That That's not what it was. Yeah, they called it, I'm trying to think, even the, even the term, they, it's like, it's a Zelda escape. It wasn't an escape room. It's just an Zelda oh. escape. And then it's from this company called Scrap, which I'm like, I, I hope, I mean, I don't know. They got you, Ken. They got we're me. But I mean, it, to get them back. Yeah. I'm like, I, I probably will never do another escape room from that company. I would, I still seem, I'm still interested in doing other escape rooms, but not of that quality. We got to John Wick these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know if you got to see it. That was, that was probably the biggest highlight of my two weeks yeah. away from the show. John Wick 2 seemed to be your, bi- your biggest, baddest thing. Oh my God. Well, that's the thing. I really loved the first one. And so watching it, I watched it a few times by myself and like with um, family yeah. and, uh, no, I, I fucking loved it. It, it. The movie was, it's, for lack of a better term, it's such a boy movie. <laughs> I mean, it like, lo- and it's a, vi- it's a video game. It's practically a video game. <laughs> the first one seemed like that, but it's understandable. I mean, like, that's what you're, you knew what you're getting into the fr- from the first one, so you're like, okay, I'm back yeah. on board. Like, yeah. Did you see the first one? I have not seen the first one either, Go. Uh, I have, however, seen Keanu, which is a... <laughs> oh, the uh, Jordan... Uh, the Key, uh, Peel? Key and Peel movie. Which, I did see that too. Which that was is a, a while ago. I don't know if you want to call it an homage, a spinoff, a tribute to John Wick. It's it's one of those. I oh yeah, I didn't think about it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, kind of is. <laughs> and it's named Keanu as after. But the cat lives in that one. Spoilers. Yeah, spo- for a spo- movie whoa, that's dude, been out whoa. for half over whoa. six months. So um, so but yeah, and also Keanu Reeves actually did the voice for Keanu the cat. Really? Yes. How much did they have to pay for I that? I have shit? no idea. I've no. I mean, they, it's because he's got to have a minimum. That's got to yeah. be like six figures right there. Right, but you remember, he's not doing anything on screen. He's just doing voices. Maybe well, he's still got to have a minimum for that. Maybe, but you got to think though. They have different. I mean, I I know a moderate about about a, no, a moderate amount about information like that. But voice acting is a different scale when you're not doing a on screen role and stuff. Huh. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Definitely don't think he got paid John Wick money. But you know, right. I don't think he, they broke the bank either on him because he's, you know, he's he does a voice for all of, at most, you know, three, four lines, if oh. I remember correctly. Oh, I guess he only has to meow a few times. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> but no, John Wick and John Wick 2, fantastic. Go watch it. Um, what else? I, what? I'm, I'm trying to think because it feels like it's been forever. It's been more than half a month. And then, oh, I was on a work trip. That was about it. Oh, where'd you uh, go? Uh, we were in Carlsbad. But the rough part of it was that where we actually did work. And then the rough part of it was um, we went to Mardi Gras in uh, the Gaslamp District in San oh, Diego. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I That next morning, I felt so old. I <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't try and keep up with my coworkers who are still in their 20s. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a little bit of a problem right there. That was rough. Um, but no, the actual night was fun. I've never been to a Mardi Gras before. Um, it was actually nice seeing that kind of setup. There's a parade. I don't remember a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> actually, thinking back to the night, there's a lot I don't remember. <laughs> um, so you had a fun time. I did. I <laughs> ended up like, where the fuck did I end up? I ended up at like a salsa club. Two two of my coworkers actually can actually do that stuff, 
and they were trying to teach me i was holding him back like, <laughs> <laughs> um like, no like, no go out there i'll just I'll, I'm, 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 I'm good right here i'm like drunkenly trying to like stumble to the music i'm like what 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 do i do yeah but uh that next morning oh man i felt so old <laughs> and that, and i had i had to wake up and check out too and uh and drive back oh yeah that that was that was rough <laughs> wait what weekend was that no no this was wednesday <laughs> Oh, Wednesday, okay. Wednesday when I drove back. Today okay. was like my first regular, sort of regular day. Gotcha. Because Ebony and I were actually in San Diego over the weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. no, no, but I went there Monday. Okay, right, so exactly. That's what I was, I was like, wait, I'm like, wait, those this weekend? But no, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, no I was, it was for um, Fat Tuesday. Um, Mardi Gras, that's what it is. It's the day before, Le- I don't know, did you grow up Catholic? No. Okay, so Lent is. Um, I know of Lent. Yeah, it's your second chance at your New Year's resolution, basically. <laughs> and then, uh, so it started Wednesday, and Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras is like when you're supposed to like you go nuts before you do some before you give up something for forty days, forty days and forty nights. And really, actually, when you look at the calendar, it's more than forty because I guess I didn't know this for the longest time. I guess during Lent Sundays don't fucking count. Oh, okay. There's all these Catholic loopholes, like in the <laughs> no, seriously, no, I'm <laughs> it's really weird. And uh, uh, basically, you just kind of like not do something for a while. But for the last, I don't know, ten years, I've not gone to church. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I still remember all these little weird, well, uh, like rules and stuff. So. Yeah, so, yeah. But the, I mean, it's actually can't. This is our first show, just you and me. Yeah, isn't it? No, Jason in the booth. Actually, technically, I'm in the booth because I'm the one watching the watching the monitor. So if sound goes horribly wrong. It's my fault. <laughs> I didn't even bother learning it because I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> You're it's like, never my fault, everyone. <laughs> it's always <laughs> Jason or Ken's fault. <laughs> no, but uh, this is actually good because I don't... Uh, yeah, to be honest, like, I, I know we did an episode about, like, oh, I don't know Josh that well-ish yeah. for everyone who's not anyway, who's not used to hearing his actual name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you and I haven't had like a one-on-one conversation in a long time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're my co-host. I should probably see if we have actual chemistry. Yeah, I, th- I think it works. I think um, sometimes a lot of shows do better with like three people. I like, think of like uh, Nerdist and stuff like that. Like once they start to, you have a good back and forth when you have three three people talking. I think two people still work. I've heard a couple a couple podcasts who just do one guy and I'm like, no. Like you are. Oh no! Uh, I'm the opposite. I love one. I love um, if they're good. Yeah. So like uh, again, Joe Rogan's the one. Joe Rogan and Chris Hardwick are the ones I always like go to. They're my like role models. But I guess. Chris is always at least with a guest, and 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 usually so's Rogan shouting to Katie. You know, talking to somebody. Right. But um, well, it's more to look up something. But yeah, when it's just two people, you can go back and forth. Like I, I actually really do enjoy that, and there's less stepping on each other. Yeah. Which is more more my pet peeve when we have like a third person. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that scenario it's like one of us has to take point and kind of do support. You're kinda of playing a role instead of just let, let, let me talk to you, see what the hell's going on. But uh, have you ever done like a one on one podcast before? I'm trying to think. Uh all the ones that I've done have usually had multiple players. Multiple like players? you've got you've got um yeah, at least I wanna say two to three people if not more. Are you are you nervous? Uh, it's okay if you're nervous. No. I'm smooth Ken <laughs> I knew that nickname would was going to catch on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it, it, it works for me. I always think of Theo, which it's funny because this is the thing where the, the voices come in. 
um, and where the age difference in us comes in is that I always remember a DJ back in the day, I believe on, um, I want to say Kiss FM or something like that, but his name was Theo or Leo. I'm probably, probably mix it up now, but he had like the deepest voice and you're like, oh, he's, you know, he's probably black from his voice. And it's that kind of, you know, privileged idea of like, oh yeah, he sounds like this. And then you see him, see him on like MTV as one of the VJs and he's just this big buff Asian dude. And he's just like, you're like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I have seen this guy. Yeah. And you're like, you hear his voice and you're like, I mean, you don't want to play into stereotypes, but you're like, oh, that guy's, yeah, he's probably black. Right. And then especially because he's on like a, a hip hop station and I'm like, OK, that's my brain just like kind of fills in the blanks. That's and fair. I think that's fair. Like to make that something that's their thing. So you don't have to you don't have to be too sensitive around me. No, I, I guess I, that's one thing you didn't. Actually, that's another thing I've been meaning to talk about. Like, I sorry to go on another tangent, but like, I guess if you looked at Geek Say What's like political spectrum, I guess m- almost all of us are on the left. Um, yeah, some further than others. Yeah, I think Jason and I are probably toward the center more. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I've always described myself as a personal conservative, conservative, but political liberal because I feel. My views are mine, and I shouldn't force enforce them on anybody else. Like mm-hmm. I'm personally like, I'm more of a pro life person, but I would I will always vote pro choice because guess what? I don't have those type of reproductive organs. That's not my place to say for anybody else. So I'm like that's their that's their decision. That's up to them, and I, I don't mind funding it. I don't mind any of that. I if, when it comes to my own personal things, that's what they are. They're personal, and they only affect me. So that's like everyone else should be allowed to have that same agency. I guess I'm the other way around. Well, I, I mean, socially I'm more liberal, but I don't know. Again, I'm not up to date on politics because, yeah. frankly, I fall asleep. Um, but I guess in that sense, I'm more conservative than you are, it sounds like. I'm guessing. Okay. Um, but even then, I'm still I'm still in the middle. I don't know. It's yeah. fucking weird, man. Like, the, actually, the idea of, like, just having two choices is fucking strange to me also. Like, there's too many variables, like... I don't like how our systems got. This is a nerd podcast, right? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I don't like how it's just you know blue and red, and like that's kind of our only choices, and yeah. or at least I I know there's more parties, but like those are the big ones, yeah. the only ones that really seem to matter because of how the system's set up. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> the Simpsons made one of the best jokes ever when in one of the Treehouse of Horrors episodes, two two aliens land and taking the taking the bodies of the two yes. candidates, and they're like, go ahead. It's like throw, um, they're talking like, oh, we'll, f- we'll vote for third party. Go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> <laughs> and in the and end, they actually like, show. I think they showed Ross Perot, like just like, oh, dang it. He's yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, like <laughs> they're all like enslaved in, in like a work camp. And he's like, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Yeah. We it, this is yeah. We our political system is is questionable at at the least bit. You know, if you, you know, I well more than that, but you've got to give it like it's a little bit uh, problematic. Yeah. Also, it it just kind of turns it into a almost a team sport. You know what I mean? It's like even if that person doesn't, uh, people don't agree with everything on like you know, they're let's say they're Republican, even if they don't, you know, agree with everything that they do, they're still going to vote Republican. Yeah, and it, it it's still largely not their views for the most part. They will, and yeah. and and same thing happens with the Democrats. And you're just like, well, I'm not either of these, but yeah. I got to vote for one. Yeah, and I, it's funny because I I still see like I know people who are on both sides of the aisle, as as they say, and 
they will still, but the, a lot of them will still be like, hey, no, let's just call a spade a spade, and this is a bad idea. Like, regardless of how how you fall and where your beliefs are, this one still is pretty straightforward bad, and this one's straight, pretty straightforward yeah. good. And, like, the ability to separate yourself from the idea of, like, that's my team, and be like, regardless of this being my team, I normally claim, this team has changed. Like, every, all, like, you know, a lot of the players are no longer the same players I grew up with. Like, and that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, maybe this is more, of a, this is going to do a sports metaphor thing, but what do you do when, like, if you follow, say, a sports team and they, half their team gets traded to another team, you're like, oh, well, I liked all those players, but I'm Oh, still you mean what happens all the time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty but, I mean, much. <laughs> well, they usually get traded around, to yeah, my yeah. understanding, given I know very next, next to nothing about sports, but they get traded around a bit back and forth, but never, like, half the team goes to a completely other team. Right, not all at once. Right. Yeah, so it's like, what do you like? Oh, well, I used to love the Lakers, but now the the people who I liked are over on the Pistons. Like, what do I do now? Yeah, but you can't like the Pistons because that's not your team. And yeah, then, yeah, and it, it's really strange just that it kind of it really does pit people against each other instead of finding you're really picking a team instead of picking what's actually best for right. running the country. Yeah, and like that's that gets very frustrating to me, and why I tend to zone out. When it comes to politics, and then now, now it's gonna even worse. Where it's like I don't even like get my news from anything outside of let's say the only social media I check for news is probably Twitter, just because it's close as close as you can get to real time. Yeah, and then I'll have to look at other sites because if you look at Facebook now, Facebook fucking sucks. <laughs> it's Facebook is problematic largely because of their algorithms they've built it to to show you data that they want you to repeatedly see. Mm-hmm. Like, if me and you were friends on Facebook and say I didn't like anything on your page for a while, then your fe- your your post might stop showing up in my feed unless I specifically choose, like, make sure I get everything from Justin. Otherwise, if you have 200 friends, you will probably only see, like, maybe 125 of, their, of those people because of the way they've built their algorithm, which is problematic for people who are trying to put their message out there and show that kind of stuff. Also, in that case, you build what's they've, you know, an echo chamber where it's like, oh, oh I God, love this. Yes. And like this, th- this kind of discussion started before with uh, my friend of mine was, talk- or the, the, young, the Young Justice showrunner, Greg Wiseman, was like, yeah, everyone says that they love Young Justice and they tell their friends who love Young Justice. So they're not telling anybody new. Like yes. all those same people like, yeah, I love it too. Me too. Great. The five of us love it. There's still 15 people over there who didn't know about it because we're too busy talking to ourselves. Right. So. And yeah, just like you said that. Oh man. The echo chamber. That w- that's spot on. Cause it's like, and, and, and the other thing is I can't even trust the articles that would appeal to me. Cause I'm like, now I'm like, well, is this source reputable? I have to do that with every piece of news, even from ones that are considered reputable. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just bad now. Like I, be, I used to think. I actually was at a point where, like, um, I thought all the right wing stuff was like this is ridiculous. But now I'm starting to see it. Like I'm r- now that I've, I guess, gotten a little wiser. You know, I look at both sides now, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound right either. On on the other end of the pe- spectrum. Yeah. And just get, getting like what's actually happening without without it being skewed so heavily is really difficult. Yeah. And like now I try to like filter out as much of it as I can. But I have some very most of my friends tend to be liberal and like they're very vocal about which is fine. I love them for it. But it's when you're seeing like like again echo chamber, you're seeing all of them agree. I'm not getting the whole story. And it again, it just gets very hard to tell what is actually going on. Yeah. The the other problem with that too is though th- is that so you're always trying to you want to hear the other side 
but a lot of times because people are so dug in on their point of view, you can't have open discussions. Like very, very, very infrequently will I have an open discussion of like, oh, this is what I think. Okay, well, you know, I hear that. Here are my points. It's usually like, well, you're an idiot, and they just they it yeah. turns so quickly, so you can't have an open discussion. And a lot also too is like I have some friends where like I want to talk to them about something, but I know no matter what they because they've already just formed their opinion. They're just waiting for me to finish to rebuttal or wait for me to stop talking so they don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't, like, I, and you just get, I get befuddled. I'm like, okay, we're done talking about this. Let's go talk about something else just because I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Now, and th- that goes to my um, my thoughts on, like, quote-unquote flip-floppers. Like, to me, that, that whole idea is silly. Like, you should be able to change your mind if you get new data or you grow and become a different person, you know what I mean? Like people think like, oh, if I don't stay um, in my own lane and stick to the same old views I've always had, that makes me less credible. I'm like, oh, that's fucking ridiculous. That's actually kind of dumb. Like I didn't know anything about, let's go to an extreme example like, uh, we still good? Okay. Go to an extreme example like, um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, you know, the tooth fairy was real for the longest time. If I had, like, just stuck in that Wait, lane... Wait, what, what do you mean? Oh, shit. I, oh, what I'm sorry. Uh, we'll talk off camp. We'll, we'll talk after the show. Oh, okay. Anyway, oh, uh, okay. uh, it, this is just a story. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're telling a story, a fictitious story. Okay. Um, but no, like, if I had just stuck in my lane and said, no, it's real, despite having being awake when my parents put the money under my pillow... <laughs> Like, you know, how silly would it sound if I just say, like, no, even with that new evidence, I still believe this. I'm like, no, you, you can, it's okay to change your mind on something. You can, you know, you can get new evidence or new info about, you know, like, um, a certain drug and, and its effects. Like, if you got new info, you can change your mind about it and, you know, uh, make a new opinion about it. You're not flip-flopping just because you got new data and wanted to change your mind. Right. Well, just in, in that term alone, though, you would just be flipping. The problem with with the term when people say flip flop, it means you're going back and forth. Like you're like you're just going with whatever the crowd is that you're currently in. So mm-hmm. you're you're flip flopping. It's going back and forth. Like if you go like, oh, I believe this, and someone's like, here's m- more data. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so maybe there's a valid point. Mm-hmm. And then you but, know, but that's they fine change, too, but though. You're you're it, no no. You're it's changing it's, your mind. It's fine to go one way, but the 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 term flip flop usually means with someone who's constantly flipping back and forth to please other people. That, at least in my experience, like. When you when you flip flop, you're constantly oh, okay. changing. So that that's something a little different. Then. Right, yeah. exactly. Like you adjusting your views uh, based on new information. Everyone should be doing that. They should be yeah. open to new data and be willing to like, okay, you know, I take I and I'll take it with a grain of salt. And like, maybe I don't necessarily like you know 180, but like you know, okay, I, I adjust 90 degrees, and maybe I'll adjust 45 degrees here. Mm-hmm. And you kind of write your course as is necessary, as opposed to just constantly like, oh, they said this, I'm gonna agree with this guy. Oh, they said this, I'm gonna agree with this guy. Like. You need to try and find your own path, and that's that's where the. I mean, when people term say flip flop, it's usually when people who are a lot more again, I use another term, wishy washy, like they're constantly going back and forth between the two just to please whoever ta- they're talking to. See, this is a perfect example of like how to use that term. Like, I yeah. got another view on it, and now yeah. like, oh, I agree with you, Ken, because <laughs> like I got another view on. It. I always think of the, <laughs> again. It goes back to Simpsons for me because I always think of uh, uh, not Chief Wiggum, uh, uh, the the mayor, Quimby. Mayor Quimby, who's like, I am uh, flip flopping, <laughs> like so he's just like, because like the the crowd turns on him and they're like, no, he's like, all right, fine, whatever you want, I'm saying that, and they're like, yay, <laughs> because Simpsons is amazing. 
Yeah. Actually, that was um, going back to getting new info on or to change your opinion or something like that's why I was glad I met your friend Kareem. Oh, before because like, you know, <laughs> even with I still think BVS is terrible, but, you know, even w- with Kareem's like input and the way he argued for it, I'm like, oh, I can, you know, see his point and like I can actually like, oh, this was an actual argument and I can like, oh, OK. Well, not even arguments, an actual discussion. A, a debate there you go. Th- there where you go. you're like, oh, he brings valid points. I yes. mean, even if it, even if parts of them are, you know, grounded in his opinion or something like that. But he tries to he uses a lot of um, a lot of like facts and, and stuff to back it up. But his he's he's very dedicated and thoughtful to his ideas. Whereas like someone like like someone we m- also might know is just like. Oh, I, I love it. Well, why? Because I love it. <laughs> I could, I could well, what, what about these bad parts? Well, I, I'm not talking about those bad parts. I'm just talking about the good parts. I'm like, oh. that's part of it. Like, you can't just be like, oh, you know, I, this, I love the chicken. What about the burnt parts? Uh, but I, I don't want to talk about the burnt I, parts. But they're burnt, person. I, I'm really <laughs> proud of you because you didn't say the name. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to let you keep going, man. Like, I'm proud you're growing yeah. as a, as a host. <laughs> yeah. This, this this hypothetical person we're talking about who's just like, I'm going to ignore everything bad and just be, oh, it's all amazing. Or my biggest thing that drives me up the wall with this person is if something- This hypothetical person. This hypothetical person <laughs> is that if it's bad and he's and it's at least gear, can be geared towards kids, he's like, oh, it's a kid show, so it's okay. It's like, no. No, no kids shows can be amazing and be, be built for adults and kids all in one package and be an amazing product. You shouldn't just be like, oh, since it's for kids, we don't have to try. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to paraphrase paraphrase uh, Disney here. He, he said something along the lines that you can't, uh, just because kids are, you know, younger and uneducated and uninformed doesn't mean they're dumb. And yeah. if you show them dumb stuff, they're going to grow up dumb. Yeah. So if you show them good stuff, it's going to help them out. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I get very angry with like kid shows that don't fucking try. Like, yeah. oh, you need a good kid show. Yeah, exactly. Like some of my favorite shows that are that are currently on the. I mean, it all starts for me. Would probably start back in the '90s with Batman the Animated Series. Oh yeah, like that is one of those groundbreaking shows that had a such a well developed base idea concept. And I mean, given they're they're basing off of, of an existing property, so they already had this world built around it. But they didn't talk down to the viewers. Like exactly. whether the key viewers were kids or adults, they never talked down to them. And from there, you have this great lineage of shows that continued on. I think, and like I've gone back and watched a bunch of shows from my kid, from a childhood. Like you watch Transformers. It, oh boy, that's rough. Ooh, it's rough. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't. I still enjoy it for like certain things. For d- and you enjoy it for different reasons too. Yeah, yeah. no, because it's you still have those those that nostalgia, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh yeah, I love it because of all this, these reasons. But I acknowledge, I'm like, oh, this is like the, the animations iffy at times and oh no no you can you can say flat out bad it's like you don't realize it at the time because you've never seen anything like yeah better but when you see it today you're just like oh my god yeah and oh dude i rewatched the um x-men cartoon a while back with some friends Uh uh-huh and the later tell me i held up the later seasons Uh do not oh absolutely some of the later stuff does not i remember the the quality of the animation declined in the art too Unfortunately, that happens with a lot of shows that run oh, yeah. for a good long while. Mm-hmm. It happened with uh, the real Ghostbusters for me. Yeah. It happened with Ninja Turtles, the original, mm-hmm. and like um, that happens over time because they just they like okay, well we're already let's just keep cranking it out because we keep making money. But a lot of the writers move on to other stuff, and 
it's just it doesn't hold up. One of the few shows that actually got better over time, animation wise, was The Simpsons. Yes, um, because just p- advancements well, in technology and the way prime they, time, and prime time, more, they put money, more money yeah. into it. So it's been going and it's gotten better over time. And it's funny, like going back and watching those, you're like, oh, this like it, the stories still hold up 100, percent but the animation, you're like, oh wow. Especially if you see the old Tracy Ullman stuff, that it's just like, oh, the hey, tra- this boy, the Tracy Ullman <laughs> stuff is terrible, and Homer's voice is like, it's a different character, really. Yeah. Well, and and also like over time, uh, I want to say Hank Azaria. Has just like nailed down like this is the Homer voice. Oh no no Hank Azaria he's like um, a poo and like a bunch of the side characters. It's um, Dan Castellaneta. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm my bad. Um. So yeah, but I mean, over time he's nailed down that voice. Like this is what it should be, and like it's cool. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Before it was like, let's go get frosty chocolate milkshakes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, boy, when I was young. <laughs> like, it, but it, but the show was still great. But watching old shows like that. The some of them just don't hold up, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. That you know, that that's when you say it was for kids, but we can expect more now. After there, after we've seen shows like, I mean, I always use this as my old reference is Gargoyles. Gargoyles oh, was yeah. around the same time. Like Greg Wiseman put uh, a Thurian legend in it. He put in Shakespeare. He put in classic literature to make these shows have a air of sophistication about them that a lot of shows at the time didn't. I mean. They ba- they I mean this is a dis- during the Disney afternoon which later on we got Boggers. I hated that show. Not there was a, there was a lot of shows in that Disney block that I'm like I'm changing the channel I can't watch this. Yeah, it, like Aladdin was really the only one I would like sit and watch. I, and even well, then that one got a little. It was it the writing was funny but it, even then the quality started to yeah wane a little bit. There yeah that that one was definitely questionable times. I mean but then like okay get perfect point today. Um, is what is today's date? The second, March second, and so we just uh, got the release of the new Ducktales trailer. Or not trailer, because I guess it was a yeah, trailer. it is a trailer. Because the first thing we saw was like the voice cast being yeah. introduced, and so we get this new trailer. And a lot of people, I I'm hearing a lot of mixed things about it. Personally, I think it it looks interesting. It doesn't have the same heart that it had before. But again, this is just a trailer. We've seen. Yeah, it's two hard to it. get. Like the the one I've seen is like there's no charm or whatever. But I'm like, yeah. it's really hard to get that without watching the show. Yeah. I mean, personally, I like the art style. That's um, for someone like me, and maybe that's what they were going for. Someone who grew up with the show, they want to get, you know, someone like me and like a kid as well. Well, it's it's one. It's a simpler animation style, more in line. I mean, it's not. I want to say it's not simple like. Where you see with uh, Steven Universe or Adventure Time. Yeah, it's not that far yet. They they do have a specific, uh, I want to say, animation style they're going for, and they're sticking to it. But it is a lot a lot less lines, so it's easier to animate. Yeah, which is what I was noticing. Like it, it looks a lot smoother than the old show. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it has almost a kind of uh, it has a retro design style to it that almost feels. I'm trying to think of like a couple different. Like uh, Dan Art is a, a guy I follow. I think I'm probably messing up his name, but I really like his stuff, and it has that kind of feel to it. And like, I enjoy it, but I'm like, the I don't know what we need to hit, but something still needs to bite for me to be like, I'm on board 100. percent Yeah. Uh, the show, like, again, we gotta see the actual show first yeah. before. Like, here's the thing: like, the people always kind of uh, they they usually don't think about this. The, the art style has to fit the tone of the show, so we don't know. We're not quite sure what kind of stories they're telling. We have an idea because, like, they're saying, "Oh, um, you know, Uncle Scrooge isn't a, well, he, he's not a big deal anymore." Like, is what it seems like from the trailer, even though he's still like fucking filthy rich. Yeah. 
Um, and like there's still know, a money bin. Yeah, still may- a money bin. Yeah. <laughs> and then like maybe that's going somewhere, and that could fit along better with the stories. And it looks like maybe Donald will be featured more in his adventures, so there might be more danger to it. You don't. We don't know. The as long as the art style fits the tone of the story, I'm I'm gonna be fine with it. No, I totally agree. And the other thing too is like. Like, I love that they, like, some people are complaining about the cast, but I'm like, it seems, like, they feel like it's stunt casting, which I can understand the idea is like, oh, you, most of the people on there are not traditional voice actors. Yeah. They're more live action actors who are now stepping behind the, you know, step behind the mic, which I, I, a lot of times I have a lot of favorite voice actors, and I stick, like, I'm like, oh, they're in the show, I'm going to check it out. Oh, they're in the show, I'm going to Yeah, like, I'm the same way. And so... Like that doesn't always and good voice acting. I'm sorry, good actors don't always transfer over to good voice actors. Right, they just kind of read the lines and they don't add anything to the character or they like. Um, it's just their voice. It's like, just their know, voice, or their since it's not their main thing. There's like whatever. This is just a you know this is just a paycheck. Exactly. And that's happened in the past. I don't feel that's 100 percent true this time. I do like that Huey and Huey, Dewey, and Louie are three different actors. So you have three distinct yeah, voices. I like that. Um. It's funny too. Like I knew Daniel Pudi was in it, but like when I first time I watched him, like, wait, which one is he? Because I couldn't quite pull him out because he's altering his voice, which is you don't need to make a funny voice to be a good voice actor. But he just he changes his timbre a little bit, and he's suddenly a different character, and it worked really well. Because like I went back and watched the voice cat acting one, and I'm like, oh okay, that's Daniel Pudi. All right, I'm on board. Yeah, it's like what Moynihan, Pudi, and I don't know who the third one is. He's from some show that is I'm it, not familiar is with. Is it um, Ben Schwartz? He's from. I'd have to look it up, and okay. I might just do that right now. <laughs> no, and, and then um, I think, actually, who they cast for, um, what was the girl's name? Oh, uh, Webby. 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 Who they cast for Webby is actually spot on. It's Kristen Schaal. She she, she actually does a, a ton no, of voice work. It's or, Katie. No, Kate McCucci. Sorry. Yeah, Kate McCucci. She she does uh, voice work also, and so her actually, like, actually fits on the show. Yeah. Um, the only one that, like, really stood out as stunt casting to me was... Um, well, the tenth Doctor, David Tennant. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, to be honest, like after seeing his body of work, like he's a good actor. I'm like, I'm fine with that. And to be honest, like at least he's actually Scottish, and you're not just getting like someone doing a a terrible representation of it. Yeah, th- it's funny. There's actually um, there's another there's another duck that he sounds more like more familiar to me and I'm trying to figure I'm trying to remember like, who he was. Th- is it the the rival duck from the old show? The Angus whatever? No, 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 no. It was, I don't know if that was he was <laughs> I like that as Angus. That was good. Um and now I'm gonna try and have to look that up too. <laughs> no, he was he was like the he was the duck who did all the science and um uh, Oh he, I know who you're talking the one that he, he invented the Gizmo duck suit, right? No, that's that's Fenton. Actually, no. Okay, no. Fenton's the guy who wears the suit. Fenton's the guy who yeah. wears the suit. There's another guy who was a goose that did who invented the suit. Yeah. Um. But there's another one from the old, like from the old Disney cartoons, not necessarily from Ducktales. Oh. Okay. And I'm like, what's his name? And it's gonna come to me later while I'm searching stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, that's it. Um. But like, he sounded more like that. But I'm I'm okay. Again, like, we're gonna get used to it. We're gonna either, and even if it's not for us, like, even if it's like it just doesn't feel like. Even if it's as long as it's a quality show, I, yeah. I couldn't care. As long as they're you not know, just like pushing and not just, stuff out, to and, and not just a quality show, a quality show that gets kids to watch. Yeah. And like if the stories are good, like oh, you, this is what is you know what a well written story looks like, and you know that's what I'm hoping for for the yeah. show. Um, but speaking of old shows that we grew up with that 
we've been trying to talk we've been talking a while about other stuff and well, this did, was supposed to be one topic <laughs> well yeah we like we're already 40 minutes into discussing politics oh, oh and then what, seriously oh yeah. shit okay i guess <laughs> also part of it was like we had to catch up because we haven't yeah. seen each other in a while yeah. um but no speaking of old shows that we grew up with and probably had a hand in like shaping who we are as people uh voltron yes is uh well there's now the rebooted series on um Netflix seasons one and two, fan fucking tastic to be Voltron, honest. Voltron, legendary defender. Yeah, and it's done by DreamWorks. They, um, I guess a, a little bit of stunt casting in this, um, because you have Steven Yeun, you have Reese Darby, you have um, yeah, not uh, traditional voice actors, right? Except for the lead character, Shiro, Shiro yeah, is the is voiced by Josh Keaton, yeah, he who I originally like. I mean, I've heard him before, but the first time I like kind of glommed onto him was he was on he was the Spectacular Spider-Man in Greg Wiseman's The Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and then like, later on he did. Sorry to step on you really quick. Uh-huh. Then later on he did Hal Jordan. Yeah, that's right. In the in the animated series that, which was also very good. Another show that like cut off way too way too soon. That was one like I wish I had watched it from the beginning. I I kind of caught it toward the end. I was like, "Oh, I should have been watching this one." Yeah. I can let you borrow it. It's it's a really good show. It also introduces the Red Lanterns to yeah. kind of the general public. And it's it's funny cuz a lot of people don't know now in the comic books there's a entire s- spectrum of superheroes that are lantern based. They're all light, you know. So there's a Green Lantern, there's a Blue Lantern, Indigo, boom boom boom. Yeah, what was that um what was that storyline called? Uh, Not Brightest Day. It was before that. Blackest Night. Blackest Night. Yeah, that was that was actually just a fun storyline. There was just so much going on. It was actually like kind of fun to read. So. No, no, it was great. It, the, yeah, the, the only the I wish that DC would put out a collection of it, put in sequential order, like it's. Yeah, no, you're right. Because it's like <laughs> you should read, if nothing else, read Green Lantern, uh, Blackest Night, and Blackest Night together, but read them interspersed the issues back and forth. Right. But they don't have a compendium like that, and like that's how the story should be read. Or at least get a, uh, you know what. The DC animated uh, crew has been doing just adapting the comics to, That's, you know, short yeah. film. Like I mean, they've been much more successful than their feature um, yeah. counterparts. counterparts. That's another show altogether. <laughs> but anyway, Voltron. Um, I was actually looking up. Well, last night I I read watched a couple episodes just to refresh my memory, and then. I ended up just looking up a bunch of stuff of the really old show because that's what I and I had to like find out which version I watched because I guess there was just so many adaptations yeah. apart from the original. I, I really love the original name of the show from Japan. It's um, Beast King Go Lion. That is correct. And I'm like that is like the most badass <laughs> name for a TV show ever. Yeah, <laughs> it was originally Beast King Go Lion, and then later on when they and much it, darker too. Yeah, when they adapted it over here, it was Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Mm-hmm. And so, and then after that, there were other series as too. The series with with all the cars, which and then which was actually technically a different show. It's a different show from Japan, right? Yeah, but how we got it over here, like just okay, more yeah. Voltron. I'm on board. Yeah, they actually did request like a crossover actually be made. So there's this one like it's like a it's like a direct TV. TV movie, like yeah. you see them team up, and it was awesome. Um, and it's not like they edited the footage together. It's like, oh, they made new footage. And yeah. You saw them like side by side, like fighting Lotor's own, um, hi- well, his Voltron. Yeah. And then there was actually a third one that I never saw the show at all. I don't know if you kn- knew about this. There's a third one. It's just it looks really lame, but it's like th- just three robots. If you look it up, there's three Voltrons. It's the weirdest thing. I was just like, how come I never heard of this other one? 
Yeah. Gla- uh, the gladiator. No, there's gladiator Voltron. That, I think that that might be it. This is the one I'm just looking up at. It's like three robots. It looks kind of lame. I don't know. I never saw the show ever. I can't even find it. Yeah. It's a uh, Black Alpha, Red Gamma, and Blue Beta. Mm-hmm. That, that, the name Voltron too. This this is just me looking at uh, Wikipedia right now because I'm actually not familiar with that one at all. Yeah. Neither I, am I. <laughs> I just knew the first two. I knew the Go Line series, and then I knew the car series because I had the cars. I had them both. Like my uncle hooked me up with just an awesome like Christmas present one year. It's like boom, here's one, boom, here. and so I had the classic diecast one. It's funny, like looking back, and there were so many oh. different other versions, and like yeah. some of them are so bad. And I'm like, I like, I'm actually happy with the new legendary series, um, legendary defender series. I have the new 18 inch Voltron. It looks awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I have. I was. I had seen. Pixel Dan's review of it, mm-hmm. and he had like just watching him like geek out over it, completely sold me on it. Mm-hmm. And I went out, I was able to find the pieces pretty easily, and then I got it and I got it together. And I have like a few like stupid little nerd problems, like it doesn't like deconstruct that easily. Like the, he does never, it have like parts leprosy? Like there's nowhere to like store everything, or it's like you, you just have to put it aside. No, and... oh yeah, there's because because with the legendary scale ones, they have these giant like blasters that kind of fit onto their back and stuff. And so you just kind of have to put them aside. They don't store anywhere. Yeah, on the he fi- doesn't store. Yeah, see, that's my pet peeve. So when it comes to like figures, that's one crazy thing too about the the old the the more recent. So if you're not a fan of toys, you might not know that with Transformers and stuff, the newer best Transformers out there are from third parties. Yeah, like people they're who, insanely good looking. People who used to work for Hasbro and stuff like that back in the day left them and decided to start making their own almost garage kits. Is what they're called sometimes. And they are just these super detailed, classic-style Transformers, and they're making them, like, in limited runs. And so there's these new ones that are like that, and for Voltron, and he comes with this, like, little pyramid of just toys. Like, it's it's, it's like the mouth blades, the other swords, the shield. It comes <laughs> with all this stuff, and it's like $300. I'm like, oh, I want it, but I can't. That's a lot of money for, it's, yeah. for a toy. <laughs> yeah. But but it does look like it's right off the screen. Oh, Actually, th- that's something I've been meaning to ask you. Like, did you... Were you exposed to the? It sounds like you were exposed to the toy first, and then you saw the show, or did you see the show first? Like, how did that? How did you get into Voltron? I saw the I saw the show as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much of it. I mean, I remember watching it. I remember the characters, but I don't remember like you know having like. It's funny because I mean that I was so young at the time. Later on, like I remember shows where like oh I remember coming home from school and watching that every time, but I just have vague memories of Voltron and mm-hmm. of, and I, and deep memories of the toys because i had the toy i had them i was so proud of them but like the characters and stuff weren't that weren't that imprinted on me because i was just kind of like okay yeah there's this guy and this guy and i remember pigeon hunk because it was kind of but between keith and lance like the the personalities kind of blended a little bit in my head and i feel that maybe like a little bit on the show too they weren't as well defined in as like as later on when you start to see like different characters and with any kind of like team thing like this, like with Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael, you know who, and Donatello, you know who they are. Like this one does this, this one does this. Those never imprinted on me from the original Voltron series. Like I knew who the leader was, but I didn't like I didn't know all their personality types. Maybe it's because I was so young, but like it didn't it didn't have such a such a strong hold on me. Yeah. Well, the show what, by the time it got here, it was already like eighty four, eighty five. The original show was like like from eighty one. Um, but for me, I I remember they were doing reruns in the '90s. So that's when I saw it, and I was already old enough to the point where like I was keeping track of the story. The only thing that I hated was it was on so early in the morning, 
that I would have to like wake up and make sure I didn't miss it. Same thing happened with Dragon Ball Z also. But it was just like, God dang it, like I missed it and like now what the hell's happening? And this was before uh before Netflix where we could, you know, just binge watch everything. So if I missed an episode, I'm like, Wait, what happened? Why is that <laughs> Wait, what happened? Why is the princess in there now? And then um Yeah, but for me it was uh I actually do remember I was surprised at how much I remembered of the old show yeah. and even um the their roles. But the only one that washed out to me was Lance. Because in the show, Lance was not, from what I remember, Lance was not very developed at all. That's why I'm so happy with this new one. Like, everyone's not only much better defined, but everyone's, you know, performed better. And yeah. they do a little mix-up with the, the team also that kind of makes it much different from the show. Um, Shiro's counterpart from the from the American adaptation that I remember, his Sven. name was Sven. Sven, yes. <laughs> and he had the worst accent ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in the original show from Japan, he died after six episodes in the american show they said oh he got injured and went back to galaxy garrison yeah yeah so there was like uh but what the new show has him as like he's on the team he's the leader and he's actually like um not just uh not just the main character but he's like uh, a legend to them yeah. Right. He, he he had already graduated to my understanding. He'd already graduated from the from the garrison. Right. And he was on another mission. And for certain reasons, some of the characters already knew about him. And I don't want to give away too many spoilers about the show, but certain characters already were aware of him. So he does have this kind of like, I don't want to say following, but people know like he's a known quantity. Like actually, before you go further, like let's yeah. just say spoiler alert now. Yeah. So just in case, like we've been talking about Voltron for a little while. Just if you want to explore it. Pause the show, go watch it, and then come back. Yeah, and you're good. <laughs> we're not going to go too deep, but we're d- d- just a tip. We're going to talk about it freely enough that yeah. we don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah. So, but like, you've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love that they do. Good. His, his name's Shiro. It actually pulls back to the original Go Line name mm-hmm. for the for the Black Pilot. And but like that's that's the thing too. Is like from what my memory and stuff, like I didn't even remember that that Keith, who wore the red jumpsuit piloted the black line yeah it, the, the colors made no sense back then yeah and like that's the craziest <laughs> thing that like that my brain is like so accepting of this new one because i've been trained by so many other things like okay all the red power ranger jumps into the red zord exactly like, all this stuff makes sense and like you're you're color coordinated for a reason so just go with it don't like oh i'm gonna go with that one like no that doesn't yeah. make like my brain like i accept that now and i love the way they've done this new show and the way they've I done the actually pr- they they fixed the colors in the the show that a lot of people don't like talking about the Voltron Third Dimension, was it Third Dimension or what? I thought it was in uh, Voltron Force the this like I want to say the third reboot of it. Oh uh, no no so like uh, Third Dimension it actually was a co- I think they were both continuation or one's not canon or something but like they're both continuations of the old show. Okay. And Third Dimension was um, yeah the colors matched up finally and I was just like. Oh, they got that right, and then I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's neat. There's been other reboots of Voltron in the past, and it's like, I don't know if it's been timing where I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm too mature about that, which never has been true. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, you know, that's not for me. And I saw, I saw one of them. It's kind of cool too. If you go to YouTube, Voltron has its own channel, and you can watch some of the older episodes from the different series. And there's one of them that has uh, TD, uh, traditional 2D animation hand-drawn, and then interspersed with um, CG stuff. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's cool, but not for me. And then there's the Third Dimension one, which was like one of those early 3D shows from like right. like Reboot and Beast Wars. It might have, I'm pretty sure it was after Beast Wars. Yeah, and it was yeah. after, but it was still in that same era yeah. where you're kind of like, oh, it's like we're it's cool, but we're still not quite there yet. Right, and it was weird because like Zarkon was a, 
well, at first was a good guy, and then I think he turned or something in the show. It was weird. Yeah. And, like, Lotor was a cyborg or some shit yeah. like that. <laughs> and then I never even saw Voltron Force, where they, I think, I believe they, like, stepped down, and some of them stepped down and passed on the pilot's roles to, like, a new generation. Yeah. Which I mean, was actually, I, that's actually kind of a cool They were all kids. Idea. I remember seeing that, and, and then, like, oh, okay. I mean, that's fine, but it, it just didn't seem, seem, I don't know, for me. So like, but for some reason, actually, you know, I know why 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 I gl- jumped onto this one so much. As I was saying before, besides just the voice actors who, like we said, we had Josh Keaton, we have Stephen Yoon, we have all these characters, uh, voice actors who we know and love, and then also the production is done by Studio Mur, the mm-hmm. same company that does, or sorry, that did Avatar: Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, mm-hmm. two phenomenal shows, shows that I will. I will lout to the end of like times like you got to watch this you got to watch this Th- those shows have so much heart passion like it's just great and you have to watch it and they're even though they're quote unquote kid shows they are they're timeless and this the animation stuff is great and that's one of the first things that I'm like wait they're doing this okay then the this is gonna be quality so another reason for me to jump onto it yeah I remember the old show oh, God the animation on the old show is fucking rough. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's dated, but I'm like it's it's it, it, it's it, like Transformers. You're like, it, okay, yeah, I right. I get it. Okay, yeah. But I mean, if you watch those old shows, every episode was just like, do this to get to the transformation sequence. <laughs> like that was it. At least here, they're kind of like they're developing everyone. Everyone's got a story. Um, and there's actually just so many cool little changes that uh, came off th- that they've added to this new show. Um, well, like, for example, okay, like I said, they mixed up the team. So, you know, Shiro, who's no longer Sped, <laughs> is in the lead. And then I didn't know this until, um, I mean, I obviously saw that they, they were colored different shades, but I didn't realize they were all made different races. Yes. Yeah, That's that was a huge amazing. thing. I was just like, oh, Lance, it's Cuban? What the fuck? I had no idea. Yeah, like, it's like so you have, like, uh, you have his, uh, Hispanic w- or Cuban. Yes, Cuban would be Hispanic. Yeah. No, no, Cuban no? would be uh, Latino. Okay. Um, so you, so, but, so you have like all these different races all on the same team together. It's so awesome. Um, on that note too, I forgot where I was going to say, so go ahead and ca- keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I finally picked it back up where I was going to say. Okay. So there's a, if you're a fan of like versus stuff out there, there's this kind of fun, um, half live action, half CG, uh, Voltron versus the Megazord. From Battle of Power Rangers. I want to say, I think I saw that one. Yeah. And so they talk about how, like, the as soon as they show up, they just jump and form Voltron. And they're like, aren't we supposed to fight first? And, like, that's one thing about the old Voltron. It was just like, oh, well, let's just get into the into our lines and go be hero stuff. Yeah. Why did they ever just leave it in Voltron's? Was there was that ever explained? Can they just leave it as Voltron? <laughs> I don't think they can. Because they all, they all, each of the different lines have homes. Like Green Lion lived in a tree, and Red Lion. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, one was yeah. in a volcano, and then Red Lion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Blue Lion right. was in the water. Water next to the castle. Yeah. Black Lion was in a statue in front of the castle. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember like lightning would strike it, and then it would like. Okay, now <coughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's. But still, like they do a much better job of elaborating even that on the new show. Like, because yeah. they have to go find them, and then they're just kind of in these. Um, their own little zones or whatever. I don't know yeah. what you call them, but yeah, they're uh, keepsake spots. Like they're 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 st- they're stashed away because they're. I mean, the first one's hidden inside of mountains. Actually, so is another one of them, and so they have to go and find them. And they're kind of in their element where you have to try and unlock all these all the things. But on that note too, though, like we're saying, all the characters like they all have these new. They have these weapons called Bayards, and each of them have their own distinct 
uh, type to it. So, like, one of them's a, a big, like, massive cannon. One of them turns into a sword. One of them's, like, this little kind of whip thing. And they all, again, they all get these extra little bits of personality to flesh out the character and show that, like, the, they're all individual people. And they're all traditionally things that are just, like, oh, this would be a cool toy. Like, that's all they were in the past. Yeah. And now they've used those things to, like, oh, let's let's add to the character. Because we may not be able to do, you know, just have all this dialogue. It's like, let's let's give them something that, like, oh, when you see this, like, that's them. Yeah. And well, I really love those little bits of, like, development. Yeah, and in the old series, they all just had laser pistols. Like, that's all they had. Like, there's nothing that kind of distinguished them from each other. Like, again, on that Power Rangers note, like, when you see a Power Ranger, like, oh, they all have their own individual weapons. Mm-hmm. And they did, they kind of, you know, uh, aped off that or, you know, cribbed off that or whatever you want to call it. But I like that they... They brought more to the characters as a standalone. They're not just like, oh, I'm useless without my without my Zord, I'm without my line. I gotta you know gotta go jump in that. Like, no, you have, they have a strength to themselves that you that comes across in their character and in their weapons and how they how they control themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah, just not completely departing off of it, uh, Voltron, but like the whole thing with a bunch of robots coming together. That that's kind of an interesting trope when you think about it. Oh yeah, because I was trying to think of it tactically. Like, would wouldn't you want more so you can attack from more angles, or is it like because if if the them coming together makes them more powerful? How does that work then? Why or why aren't they equal parts powerful when they're separated? Any like well okay well if you think about it, the, even if they are equal parts separated, when they combine, they're just times it by five, right? So they're just like they're compounding all their power into one source, as opposed to like you know three, um, three laser. I'm sorry, five lasers at twenty kilowatts, and this is just me making numbers up. Yeah. But you have one laser at a hundred kilowatts, so that's that kind of. Where does fo- that extra bit come from then? No, it's not coming from anywhere. It's all all of them focused oh, together. Just focused on one. It's yeah. like if you focused. Oh, okay. So if you took like, let's say, a bunch of magnifying glasses yeah. in the sunlight. Oh, and then you try and like, yeah, <laughs> like the Simpsons episode where they had thirteen magnifying. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or uh, where he also had the, uh, the like the twenty megaphones, and he <laughs> shot out all the windows. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. I just figured, like, from a number standpoint, it's like, oh, there's one target now. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I always kept thinking. No, but it, it's or it's. It, well, I mean, also from the show, it comes from the idea that you know, together we are more. Right. Like that's we, we, you know, that's. I mean, that that's the part you get to. It's like you have to work together to accomplish anything. Yeah, that that's actually like the the point of the actual show. I was thinking of it like if you're just playing it straight, like would the military want a weapon that would do that, or would they just want a bunch of those? Like, um, you, you, like let's say you were actually the head of the military. Like, would you want? All of them coming together, or would you just want like a ton of lions? Like, so that that that's where like my mind goes when I'm thinking. Like, I'm fucking taking this show way too seriously, <laughs> but like that's that's what I do. Well, no, the the, um, the, the thing you have to, the thing you think about is would they have the the resources to make a bunch of different li- mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, thirty lines? No, because the idea, is, at least in the new series, to my understanding, is that the Altaians created these and they 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 put all they had into these five lines to create them. Ah, I and see. And so it's like, they couldn't have been like, we'll just make 100 lines and we have, you know, 20 Voltrons. Mm-hmm. It's be awesome. Like, the math is right on that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they, instead of do, like, doing something We'll like make that, a corrections department. In no, case. that's actually where <laughs> go. If you have 100 lines, 100 divided by 5 is 20. There we go. Yeah. Um, but so instead of, they, they put all they had into these, into these five lines that they knew could, cr- to summon together. Also, <clears throat> By doing it that way, you limit the power you're giving to just one person. 
if you if, if power corrupts and you give someone absolute oh, power, I see. It's that's that that's a dilemma. So by by separating it to five people, you have to have a <clears throat> a council there. You have to have these five people have to agree to, to move forward, and you have that. Yeah, and then like uh, again, it's such a common thing. Was that just invented in Japan? Like the five robots coming together? Is that like is that? No, there was actually this really great cracked video about from After Hours. It's one of their uh-huh. the things they do. They talk about how. The essentially it's the different uh, chakras, hmm. and that they you know they they focus on like four to five member teams and their different chakras, and you do the same thing with Sailor Moon and with um, uh, Ronin Warriors, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, like all these different shows have the idea of a team who have who have different strengths and weaknesses to balance out for the greater good. Like they all they all come together so mm-hmm. they form this one thing. I mean, you can also look at uh, Captain Planet. Like that's the same kind of or, idea. Or Get a Robo for, if you, do you know that one? Get a Get a Robo. Uh huh. Okay, so this is like all right. These are these are really old robots. So right. like that's the first one that I know. It was three parts. It was like a tank, a jet, and something else. I don't know, but okay. um, but there are different versions of it. It was again kind of same thing, combining robots, and it was like um. I, I was just like going off like wh- why is that so prevalent? I guess that's like a, a really important lesson that uh, I, I was wondering if like that was like you know a Japanese thing in culture or it's like mm. they really emphasize like hey like um like you said you know all our weaknesses are a detriment to each of us individually but when we come together we balance out everything yeah and it you know it comes out for the greater good and you just see it um even before even before Super Sentai which is Power Rangers here um. Before Super Sentai, before Voltron, there's just a ton of robots. Like, I know um, Voltes Five was uh, really popular in the Philippines, and it was actually interesting. I, I'm hoping this wasn't like made up, but like, it was banned in the Philippines during I want to say Marcos's reign because uh, it was a dictator, because it inspired like revolution. Oh, yeah. So it it, it was just kind of like. Um, um, this really cool thing where, um, like you s- again, you put I can't even say anything because you put it together so well, but uh, it, it's just such a prevalent thing. I was wondering if it was from Japan. Is that part of the culture there? I think so because I mean, again, this is from two non-Japanese people, just you know, yeah. ba- basing our small amount of information on stuff. Is that, to my understanding, like the the focus uh, in previous Japanese culture, maybe still now, but I'm just saying this from what I understand. Is that the focus is on the family? Like you, it you are not as important as your entire family is, mm-hmm. and that's not a weird way to put that. But it's like you are part of a whole. You are part of something larger, yeah. and it's like the it's the needs of the f- the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or one. I mean that's Star Trek for you. But the idea that I mean that's why, to my understanding, they have their last names first is because they're focused on the family, and then you as an individual. And I mean maybe that's why it started there. I definitely know like later on it spread out all over but i mean yeah parts of europe are like that where the the family name comes first and right, right your surname yeah yeah so i mean is that is that given where, name sorry right is that where they get the idea of like okay the these the sentai or squad is the mm-hmm. translation is to my understanding is like that why we get that from them we've seen it in western culture now too but is it did we just start to take it off of their stories i'm very curious i just love that it, like it translated to like um like we love that lesson but put them in giant animal robots, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's um, there's a bunch of like super robot shows like that. So Voltes Five was one. Get a Robo was like the one first one that, um, not the first one I saw, but like uh, 
from that generation that I got exposed to. My cousins were really big into giant robots. Okay. Um, and I guess that's another way I kind of got into Voltron also. I just love giant robots. <laughs> just fucking cool. Well, it's good. I mean, I love, I mean, we love Transformers, and Transformers had the Devastator, which is the, one of their first combiners. And that That's thing, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> He's amazing. Later on, they had Defensor, who was the, I want to say the, no, the Stunticons of Bruticus. But, like, they have all these different, They later on, they'd made more and more combiners, because people like, I love combiners. And, like, people like, I'll buy that. So, Transformers to a degree was just a commercial for to- kids' toys. I remember there was also also bleh, uh, also ones uh, Headmasters. Is that what they were called? Headmasters was a different. Um, I want to say generation of Transformers, where they essentially are. It, I mean, is it, it's a tiny robot that folds up to form the head of one of the robots of one of the other. Bots, yeah, yeah, but that's just a different. Gener- like they have G one is you know generation one. And then later on in different in in the series they started making headmasters and more combiners, like recently they've restarted that stuff with the, co- the combiner wars, which is a comic book um, storyline and from IDW, they they also did that in cartoons and a couple of different things online. And then now we're back to headmasters for another kind of re- resurgence mm. of that. They have a blaster, Optimus Prime, Soundwave as a headmaster, which is odd because he already has the ones that come out of his chest, but he also has his head now that's a headmaster. <laughs> I, I, it does I don't know. I'm not quite on board with that. It, yeah, I it's, love Soundwave though. He's yeah. awesome. It's actually just a fascinating concept that, like, you you see, it's so prevalent in um, that kind of genre of show. Like, um, you always see these combining robots, and it, I get, you know, for we probably should have done research on this, but we were like, oh, we were just excited about the show. Yeah, because <laughs> it had just come out when we first started like talking about doing this, doing the shows together and stuff. And we were like talking, like, "Oh man, have you caught up in this?" And we're we're both catching up on it, which is another thing, another discussion for the day is binge watching versus like weekly consumption. Like by weekly consumption, you get to be like, "Oh, did you see that episode?" Yeah, okay, we just watched it; it just aired. Let's talk about it now. Whereas like with binge watching, you're like, "Boom, here it all is on a plate," and you're like, "Oh, did you watch it?" Oh, no, I'm two episodes behind. Like you're waiting for people to get caught up, Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of you have to wait until they're done. But like by the time they're done, is your kind of fire gone down for it now? And it's tough. Well, the good thing about the show is that it it stuck with me. Like I yeah. still really enjoy. It. I love what they did with it. Um, it is making me curious to watch like the older shows that I didn't see. <laughs> so either rewatching the the original show or seeing those two, um, uh, that third dimension and the Voltron Force, just to see like what why didn't those work as opposed to this one? Yeah, because this one I I really feel like they knocked it out of the park. Um, it. It's one of those. Sh- it yeah. It's one of the few shows in recent history that I had to like really. I couldn't help but binge watch it because I was just hooked. Yeah, I was. I was seeing it as like one big story, and um, just it yeah. It's just making me curious because like when I was, I can't say I was researching the show. I was just kind of going down a Wikipedia hole. Yeah, you just, you go down the yeah. internet hole and you're like, oh, what's this? What's yeah. this? So yeah. So looking up uh stuff for Voltron like kind of just makes me curious and it, again that's kind of why it brought up like this idea of like why is the combining robot so prevalent in um again I see it more in Japanese shows maybe you see it here too um, um I mean not really right? not really because the, yeah. o- the only ones that we've done here is Power Rangers and that's just that's that yeah. was just Super Sentai. Well, even Transformers to a degree. I guess the toy it, it was a toy line over there first from Takara, and then. But in that, it's a combining robot. It's not necessarily. It's not com- piloted. Piloted exactly. Yeah. And then you have, but then I mean, on the similar note, do you count shows? I mean, it's not in the giant robot aspect, but shows like 
um, like I said, like Ninja Turtles or uh, Sailor oh, Moon. So like teams. Te- like squads yeah. and stuff. And they the all have that color-coordinated idea. Like, oh, I'm it's, this one. And uh, it's for like, me, it's like it's it's under the same umbrella, but it's like slightly different. Yeah. But it, again, it's the same kind of idea. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, no. R- Ronan Warriors didn't they all kind of combine their powers so Ryo could have the they uh, did. the armor of Inferno? Yes, they did. Yeah. I love that show. I have all the DVDs. <laughs> and by the way, I found out their OVAs for that stuff. And there's also another similar. It's like the Black Inferno armor, and like an uh, an African tribesman has it, and it's like it's awesome. Like there's so wait, many how old are these OVAs? They're 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 old as the show. Like they had they came really out. yeah. Wow. I have them and like I, I found them on like uh, on the internet and I'm like wait this stuff exists because I what happened was I started looking at the a recent toy line that came out. For oh, them. Uh, for you folks who are uninitiated, Ova original video animation. It's kind of like a supplement to a show. Yeah. That they made. It's kind of like a one off like, sh- um, not feature like. Well, it, it, it could it, be hour hour and a half long. Yeah. Usually, yeah. It, it, I mean, essentially, it'd be like if you had a, a straight to DVD movie that followed you know something like that. Um, but like it, it came out, and, like I didn't even know about it until I started looking into the toys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, and this is the Black Inferno." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, where's this toy?" And like, "Oh wait, this is an entirely different character." And all <laughs> I'm like, "This is amazing." By the way, completely different uh, tangent from a previous talk. Mm-hmm. The character that uh, David Tennant sounds like to me was Ludwig von Drake. He oh, was, uh, okay. Like, that's who I was thinking of. He had a, like a more appropriate voice for. Props to any listeners that made it this far, by the way. Yeah, like <laughs> but anyway, we're, we're just tailing back to yeah, that yeah. conversation because we talk about all kinds of things in the show. But yeah, Ludwig, he he was like the he just did like Disney cartoons where they're talking about science and stuff like that. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. Anyways, back to Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that we talked about like uh, actually again. I'm glad you put it the way you did. Like you know the lessons about like our weaknesses balance each other out. Um, just because like I think we're really unpacking like why Voltron and why shows like it kind of like appeal to like nerds like us. Yeah. Like uh, we we can really appreciate those lessons like well, take the Geek Say What Network for example, like there's at least 10 of us now and we all kind of have our own specific lanes, but yeah. somehow we've all come together to make this thing work. Yeah. And like it it's just been working out a lot better for us. So it it's Awesome to see, like when again this, and then this this goes back to a quality show for kids. Um, it may the old Voltron show may not look great by today's standards, but that lesson's still there. Yeah, as, sh- as shallow as the show <laughs> was to sell toys, but the lesson's there. So like, um, you're seeing something that like, hey, this is why it lasted the test of time. It was actually good, and it actually stuck with people like us. We were kids when we saw it. Yeah, and we're still fucking talking about it today. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's I mean again, it's funny how all of this is kind of tying together. Yeah. Well, a lot, I mean, a lot of those core points they touch on it are so timeless. It's just the idea of I mean, w- as a kid, you were always like, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm this one, I'm this, I'm this pilot, or I, you know, I'm this ranger. Like you, you grab onto that, and you're like, your friend's like, oh, well, I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a Keith, and you're like, okay, well, I'm kind of like Lance. I like blue, and <laughs> I'm a Lance, and like. I don't know. I'm curious if I mean, there's obviously no studies on this because where would you find the money for it? But like, do we choose the the character we want to be like or the ones we are, and then we 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 adapt ourselves to that role? See, I think it's different per person. See, yeah. me, I wanted, I like the character I wanted to be. Okay. So it wasn't always the person I identified with. So yeah. that's why, like, okay, for a more broad example, Leonardo, you know, okay. I, I I never felt like a natural born leader. I never felt like I was the one that I always had to keep together. Like I wanted to be that guy, though. Yeah. And th- so that's why I'm like, okay, I like Leonardo. That's part of, 
I mean, I also liked Blue, but <laughs> that was part of the reason, yeah. like why, like okay, I want, I liked that character and gravitated toward that character. In real life, I'm probably more like Michelangelo, just kind of. He's like pizza, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I make that exact same reaction when we have pizza for our meetings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that, that's the thing is like I remember like it's funny that you bring up the tr- Ninja Turtles because they had they've had a resurgence lately. Um, between the cartoon show, the more recent cartoon and horrible movies, is that I was like, oh, you know, who was I as a kid? And like, I remember really, li- really liking Donatello for certain aspects, and I remember like cer- liking uh, certain aspects of Leo because he's the leader. And I'm like, man, like, but I can't pinpoint who I was. I remember liking them all so much. Whereas like with other shows, I can be like, oh, for this show, I was this character for sure. And it's interesting, like that. Some some shows maybe blur the line so much with the characters. I'm like, I like them all, so I, I I gravitate to all of them. And like, where like which what did you do? Like, I can I can tell you which biker Mike from Mars I was. I can tell Jesus, you. You're pulling deep now. I'm like, man, you're bringing out memories from. <laughs> yeah, biker Mike from Mars. I was Street uh, Sharks. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Street Sharks. <laughs> Although, if anybody has uh, has just go on the internet and Google Street Sharks, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> 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 I knew where you're going with that one. It's a great video. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, like I mean, I oh, so, sorry, you were saying Biker Mice from Mars yeah. was your Mondo. You were gonna do Mondo. Oh, okay, cool. Mondo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like I can tell you from Exo Squad, I was Alec De Leon, and because and it's funny, like the roles you seem to fit with friends, and it's like actually this has come up recently with Jason. It's like, oh, of the geeks, say what group? I'm a Keith. Like that's who mm-hmm. I am, and he's a Shiro because he's kind of he's the head of this operation. He he kind of. Uh, guides us a certain way, so he's well. In this, if you're doing the modern show, he'd be sheer. Well, who's actually let's play, let's play that game. Who's yeah. what? And he, we, we talked about this. He says that he's Shiro, and I'm like, okay, for the Geek Say What crew, you're absolutely the leader that works. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you're more Keith, you're more hot headed. You want to, I'm like, okay, I can I can take that amongst the group. I'm probably the more hot headed. He says that you're hunk because you're you, you're like, you know, the more engineer side of stuff and you're like stalwart. And Ebony thinks that she's Pidge because she's like, oh, I want to think about the science behind stuff. And, and a girl. And a girl. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, that's another big twist. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And you break all that out and it's like, okay, well, who's Lance? Who's who think, who's the one who thinks he's a ladies' man but really isn't and thinks he's awesome but really isn't? The oh, hypothetical th- person from earlier. Like yeah. A hypothetical person. <laughs> Let's just, just, just throw a name out there. Yeah, like, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just a hypothetical person. Hypothetical person like that. <laughs> we don't know who that might be. But it's like, we fall into these these kind of um, positions. He's not going to listen to this show. The, uh, the yeah. politics are going to turn exactly. him off immediately. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. As soon as you say like smart words, he's like, duh, no words. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even finish the word. <laughs> 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 but like, you have the you have those uh, kind of like positions you fall in, and I totally think like within the group, I'm I, I can see me as a Keith. Whereas like in my own group of friends, um, I say that, like, but I mean, we all share friends too. But like in in another group, I'm I can easily be a Shiro. And in another group, I could probably be a hunk. It just who, who fills that role for for the group, right? The, your own specific dynamic. Yeah, it's yeah. like because you you change. I don't want to say you just like you change who you are, but again, other people's strengths like they might be more boisterous. Like okay, he'll take the lead on this, and I'll sit back and I'll do this, the science side of it. Or like, it's kind of interesting to see that. But I think of our group, that's the kind of like who we fall into. Yeah, it's actually strange with this version of Voltron. I couldn't see who I was. I still did the same thing where it's like, oh, I would want to be him. Um, I, I can see you as, as a Keith. I can see you as a Shiro. And, like, no one is, is just one character. Like, there's that's the 
that's the great thing about the way they did the show is like you can see bits of yourself in all the characters. Like yeah. I, you know, I see aspects of me there. I see aspects of me there because yeah. they flesh these characters out so much. Like before, it was just kind of like we're the I'm Keith and I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. Follow me and. Now it's like he's got a personality. He has a history that we don't fully understand. Like, yeah. there's so much more to these characters than there's just actually a pretty have. big twist with him in season two. Yeah, like just revealing like his his well his yeah. lineage, I should say. Yeah, and so like this stuff was. Ne- I mean, again, this is me not going back and watching it, but this stuff was never in the original stuff because, to a certain degree, it was just to sell toys. Which, by the way, worked because I love those toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, my cousin still has like that really old blocky one. And wait, what time is? It? What are we're we at? One sixteen. One sixteen. Okay, so like he still has that old blocky one that was out in the eighties, and it's still like that thing's awesome. That thing's hefty. Too. Well, that's the thing is like yeah. back in the t- back in the day, they made these things full of uh, die full cast. of die cast metal, <laughs> and like that's the great thing about Transformers back then too is they made, had die cast metal, and with the new toys, you don't have that. Like I have the new Voltron that's tr- eighteen inches, if I remember correctly, and it's awesome, but it is all plastic. They do have a version that combines together coming out in April that is all die-cast metal and combines together, but it's eight inches when combined. And I'm like, When combined? Eight inches. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, these, well, uh, these are just like yeah. little, which is fine if, uh, uh, also too, like, I love the, the Voltron. I guess you could keep it at your desk. But the yeah. problem, but that's the problem is it doesn't fit in my display case. He's too tall. And I'm uh. like, oh man, because it's like, it's like too tall by like a, just a few inches. I'm like, do I, I need to do display case? I need to adjust it. Like, where does he go? Because I like having him in there because they don't get dust all over them. How much room do you have at your place to display stuff? I have no, I have no room. Yeah, you need to come over. I just realized you've never been to my place. Well, I'm never in Mission Viejo. That so that's a fair yeah, point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just I have nowhere to display that stuff. I actually have a bunch of those old Megazords from. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of fun memories with those, but for something like to talk about with friends off air. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'll be a really good podcast. You guys will miss. <laughs> no, I actually have like. Uh, okay, what's your most Okay, I mean, I'm, okay, you're obviously a collector. When it comes to giant robots, do you have like a crown jewel in your collection? Ooh, um, no, not for. I mean, for giant robots, my probably it's not really giant, but I have one of the original um, masterpiece um, Optimus Primes. Oh, and shit. so he's okay. he's that's known as MP one MP zero one in the collecting community. Community. He's the first one they did that was that size, and he's like good size. He's got. Indiv- individual moving finger digits. It lo- it looks like it's out of the show and it's actually like functional, right? That it's one, amazing. Right? Yeah. He, he has like a little wrist communicator that pops up and they recently re- did another version called the MP10, which was scaled down a little bit. It has a more accurate to show like kind of like uh, abdomen when he transforms, but he's smaller and I'm like, ah, then there's, there's different things. Like the first one has like a working piston in his arm <laughs> and like that's amazing detail. The new one doesn't have that. I'm like, ah, oh, it feels like it's missing something. That's probably one of my best robots I have. I would consider that a crown jewel. That one's like, th- I remember when that came, I wanted it so badly, but I just never had the money for it. But yeah. that one was awesome. That's one of the perks of working at a comic book shop is you can kind of get stuff <laughs> at cost, and you're like, order that, so I'll get it for like this much off. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, that, that's what I want. I've got a couple other Transformers too that I have, but and this new one's really cool because of the size of it, but there's definitely problems with it. Like The Voltron. You're yeah, the about. Voltron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pointing off off camera for anybody who's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it's it's good, but it's not hefty, and I like that weight behind it. Mm-hmm. Like the like this is a good toy. I don't know. I don't know why the no weight is. I think I don't know, we could probably go on another hour about this, but like it, it weight to a toy actually like it feels better. Yeah, 
and like I, I don't it, know what it is. It's just like it feels substantial. Yeah, and rubber tires too. It has like it has rubber oh, yeah. tires, and like I know that's going to tear deteriorate over time, but for right now, it's awesome. So yeah, but that's that's prob- probably probably that is my my favorite giant robot I have. Who's not too giant? I mean, it's not it's not an Eva from Evangelion. It's not uh, the Destructicons. Um, God, what is he? What's his name? Devastator. I said mm-hmm. earlier. Devastator. It's probably just that Optimus Prime. He's my he's my favorite so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, for me, it's there's a there's a very close second place, and then there's the actual crown jewel. So for me, it's the um, uh, and this was hard to get at the time, like especially when Power Rangers first came out here. I actually have like everything. I have Titanus. I have the Dragon Zord. I have oh wow, nice Megazord. I have that whole setup, and that thing's fucking massive, and it it's heavy too. And I was really happy that I got all that. But my crown jewel is actually um, my cousin lives in Japan, and years before we got um, God, what was it called here? It might have been the Alien Rangers. Anyway, we got what we know as the Shogun Zord. Oh, okay. I got the original one, like the real one from Japan, and it came. And the packaging for that one was awesome. Yeah, I got that one here. Oh wow! And it was years before. I didn't know what it was. It just looked cool. It's and just a cool y- giant robot. Yeah. Then like years before it came out here, and then like, oh wait, it finally came on TV. I was like, oh, I have that. <laughs> Except my ar- the arm on mine is white, and like the one on the one here is pink. Yeah. Yeah. There, and there, then there's some great stuff. Like if you if if like I've gone back, I've fallen down this kind of Power Rangers hole on the internet, mm-hmm. and like seeing the different. Wait, have you seen Gokaiger? I don't. It's know. the it's the pirate one. No. Oh my god, that was I can't call Power Rangers by the English names anymore. When because oh, you, yeah? you learn all of them in that show. Okay. Yeah. So like I I fell down this thing and like like I love the idea. I I'm really curious like what some of the original stories are, but even then they sound pretty absurd for the Super Sentai stuff. And like I'm like oh but like there's there's stuff that we never covered like in the original series they never talk about how did Tommy how did Rita get a hold of that green green power coin yeah right <laughs> and like they've never explained it she's like oh I had this did you kill the last guy like what happened which I mean if people are are open to theories on the internet there's stuff right there for the new Power Rangers movie check it out there's theories behind it but like yeah. there's story well, there that I want that the co- the comics are actually starting to cover a little bit the current Boom comics mm-hmm. they're pretty good. But it's it's they're they're touching on certain things. I'm like they never talked about that. I wanted to know that. Finally, they're getting to that point, that story. Yeah. Um, if you watch, I've I haven't seen all of the original show that our first Power Rangers was based on, um, Z Ranger. But uh, I know from that one is like the Green Ranger dies in that show. Like yeah. <laughs> it gets those shows get heavy. And it's yeah. like it's like the Red Ranger's brother too. And yeah, like, it's like he yeah, the he's green one dies, and that actually explains why. Um, remember, like you you saw footage of that, like actual Japan. You could tell when the Japanese footage came on on the old show. The Japanese and footage you, actually for the the I want to say the the power shield thing mm-hmm. was actually like a different material than the yeah the original the uh, American stuff. Like yeah. it was like this soft foam stuff. Yeah, on. it looked really like, weird. Whenever Tommy was in the, in the outfit, you're like, yeah. oh, well, this is what happened. Yeah, why is it soft and like it, it looked like hard plastic on the on the original Zoo Ranger yeah. stuff? And, and actually, like the reason, like you see the Red Ranger with like the armor. Well, I mean, he could give it to them, but yeah, like he, there were episodes where it's like you just saw like the Red Ranger like put it on and he had the dragon flute and everything. Like yeah. the reason why he had it is because well, he died and he gave it to him. 
important. Well, to a certain degree, it's the same. They, they found they found a story way to do it in, in the Power Ranger stuff. Is like, oh, Tommy's powers was waiting, so he's like, here, take this before it goes away. Yeah. And so he, he gave it off to him. He's like, hey, take this dagger too that helps. Yeah, it, it's actually like pretty crazy if you check it out. But it, they're actually like really well. I'm very surprised that they're really well done. Um, and get how serious they get. Like people die on that show like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I could keep going, but like I, we both have to get home soon and it's getting yeah. late here in the studio but again i'm just really happy that like this talk of voltron it, again it was the first 40 minutes we weren't talking about yeah this we, stuff at all easily 30 minutes in we're just like yeah yeah isn't politics annoying sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um, i'm glad like we were able to tie everything back together with voltron and like i i f- instead of just like talking about well this happened on the show and this was awesome on the show i felt like we kind of like unpacked it and like why did we actually you know, like so the show, yeah. like this, and again, people, if you haven't seen it yet, just watch it. It's awesome. Um, and again, if you you can binge it, or you can you know watch a couple episodes at a time, whatever whatever you feel like. Yeah, I recommend binging maybe three or four at a time. Yeah, just going bloop bloop bloop, and just it's so good. You I mean you can watch them all the way straight through too? But like, yeah, it's it's so good. I would recommend that too, but I couldn't control myself, so I watched almost all of one season at a time um on that note i am debating if i want to take off the friday when iron fist drops and just stay <laughs> home all day and just watch iron fist straight through because it's so like the the netflix shows have been so good and the, the way they drop i'm just like oh do i want to just sit down and watch all of them and i'm like do i want to try and get a, like that's another thing too like watching Wait, you didn't catch up on the old shows or ju- are you just talking about just iron fist Iron Fist, just Iron okay, Fist. Yeah. I've already watched. Uh, okay, you watched everything. Yeah, D- okay. Daredevil one and two, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. But uh, also the other thing too, with with the idea of the way these shows drop now, is viewing power, viewing parties. Like I, I know people oh, who do yeah. viewing parties for Game of Thrones because it comes out episodically. And like with this, you're like kind of like okay, if you just have a party and sit down and like, you'd have to have like you know the, the, an enti- a weekend. Yeah. Saturday Sunday, like all right, everybody, we're doing this. Then we're breaking <laughs> for lunch. And then we're coming back for three more, three more steps, and then we're going to have dinner, and then everybody goes home, <laughs> yeah. and then we come back for... <laughs> Speaking of which, like, you have something planned for us coming up soon. I do, yeah. And, like, I've been scared, because you've been talking about this for over a month now. See, and I think that's bad, because it's, it's, it's raised the expectations, and I think it, I'm just going to show you... I'm showing you a ridiculous movie, which I found out, I actually looked at the running time, 39 minutes. So it's not even a movie. It's really? not. It's, it's yeah. not even a movie, and I've just I've gotten your expectations up, and you don't know what to expect. Well, I I know I'm probably gonna because I love horrible stuff. Yeah. But I, I'm one. I'm more interested to see the rest of the group's reaction. Um, yeah. I'm but uh, when when is that? Is that the next episode, or is that the one after? Uh, I want to say it's the next episode. The other it's too, this month at least. The other thing too is um, we're doing it as a crossover with Ready Set Geek, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have our episode. Like right after that way, they just they put all of the all of their <laughs> feelings into our podcast and not anything on theirs. Like, oh, we had to do that. No, you save it for ours. We're, <laughs> we're talking about this. Well, fuck, can we watch it here? Or? Yeah, that's that, that thing is like it's thirty nine minutes. Like we should just be like, yeah. hey, just, just watch it here and then record. Yeah. Or if you want, we can do a separate show where we just do live. No, no, no. I don't want them talking during it. I want them to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we'll definitely. That's going on this month, right? Yeah, I want to say it's our next episode. Oh, even better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, and if nothing else, too, we have a few in the bank. So, guys, don't worry. You're always going to get these amazing podcasts coming <laughs> twice a month. We've got stuff canned for you, ready to go, just in case something happens. We might have something. Actually, next week we'll have something coming up for you as well. Um, aside from this episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, Ken, when, where can they find you? They can find me on the Twitters, the Instagrams, all the good stuff at, at Ken Rolo. That's at K-E-N-R-O-L-O-W. And they can also find me at the, my comic shop, Comics TNT. I envy you and not having to have separate names. Yeah. I'm stubborn because I don't want the underscore. I, I, I can understand that, but I would, I would take it now anyways and d- don't even use it. Like I actually have... So when I started using the internet, I had AOL and I had one uh, name for all that. And I keep actually I still use it, and I've actually saved that on Instagram and Twitter and all those as a second one, just so no one else takes it. Because okay. no one else will. But I'm like, no, right. I want to keep it. That way, it's mine. Right. I'd say take take the underscore, don't use it, or just use it to retweet. But just keep the other one so no one else takes it. Fine. Just be like, it's mine. Fine. And uh, then you're gonna pi- then you're gonna piss off the other. Justin, no underscore Millar, and he's like, "Well, I wanted both," and you're like, "I'll Tough trade you." Bitch. Oh no, I'll trade you. Oh, there you go. I'll trade you for you can have both the underscores, and I'll and I'll take the other one. I'll Ooh. take the no underscore. See, Tactic- that's good. There you okay. go. I knew I, I knew I brought you on for a reason. Yeah. Um, you can find me like we were saying. You can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. I'm on Facebook. Like I don't really add new people, so you can, you can try to add me. Sure, why not? You can follow on there. Yeah, yeah, you can follow me there. Um, and then a uh, big thank you to uh, Wayland Productions. They let us use uh, uh, share space with us here and uh, what we lovingly call Echo Base. Uh, and shout out to Jordan Dene. That is correct. Who uh, basically sponsors with these awesome, really cool T-shirts. Yeah, geek, geek, and geek culture and lifestyle clothing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then don't forget to check out the other podcasts in our network. We all have separate feeds, so this one's the Geek Offensive, but there's also our intro show, Ready, Set, Geek, and our trivia podcast, uh, Geek KO. So don't forget, and don't forget to check out all of our stuff on at the handle at Geek Say What. Um, that's right. We're on everything: Instagram, Facebook, yeah, Twitter. Hit us up on there with Yik questions. Sanga. Things you're fired. upset about about mysterious people who we were talking about. MySpace. Oh yeah, if you <laughs> you can try, like it's a hypothetical person, guys. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's it. So don't forget to uh, again subscribe, comment, rate us on iTunes, and yeah, join the offensive. <laughs>